0: Broadcasting under the night sky from the edge of an undisclosed jungle on the Gulf of Mexico, I'm Christopher Garitano, your voice in the night. For the next hour, allow me to be your guide into the bizarre unknown, the fantastic macabre, and together we'll journey to that borderland between fiction and reality, a place beyond all rational explanation. We are now off to the witch. Hello everybody and welcome to the very first Off to the Witch newsletter. I'm currently on a temporary bi-weekly schedule. I have a few movie projects and new TV show that I'm working on and I need these extra weeks for work. So I'm not going to leave you empty handed on the off weeks and I'm going to offer this short form episode. Uh, More of a casual kind of free-form analysis of a few things that are going on in the world, of course, that pertain to the world of the weird and strange and anomalous. And also a little bit about what's happening at White Phosphorus Pictures and things that are forthcoming for Off to the Witch. I think it also gives people a chance to review past episodes. You know, I designed the show uh, so that the episodes never expire. It's not exactly a news show. This newsletter is a little bit more in that format, but um, Off to the Witch itself, you could backtrack on all 60 episodes currently, and um, there's really nothing that dates it. And so I started Off to the Witch in 2020 as an experiment, did a few episodes, and it was only since last summer that I've been doing it consistently every week. I love this show. I usually work on things, and if I'm no longer interested, I won't work on them, but I think I'm going to perpetuate Off to the Witch in one form or another throughout the rest of my career and life. I've always been fascinated by the voice in the night and talk radio, and the current format of Off to the Witch itself is a little more structured just because I choose for it to be that way. So this newsletter is a little bit of a way for me to be more free-form and to talk to you about a few things and actually give you my perspective, which I I don't that much on the show. I really don't believe in pushing a perspective on anybody. I'll offer it, and I'll tell you what I think about something. But to try to manipulate an audience into thinking the way you do is wrong in my book. It's against the way I feel about things. So there's a lot going on in the world right now extraordinary things, things that pertain to just about every subject matter that I cover in this show. I mean, if you look at the headlines right now, you know, there's government hearings about UFOs releasing information, discussing information that was never acknowledged before by the governments of the world, and past ideas of any kind of anomalous craft, uh, especially from another world, was dismissed in jest. Even though there were credible witnesses throughout history, and even though people talked about it so many times throughout history, they were ostracized by a lot of the serious uh, communities in government. And obviously, those of us who are in the know uh, realize that you cannot trust these circles, and even more so now. So in my observation, there are a lot of people that are very excited about this. Um, I think there are a few caveats to this, because... What we're revealing here is, and confirming 100%, if this is credible information, is that there have been strange craft visiting Earth. And in a way, it confirms, or at the very least, suggests that you go re-review just about every report that ever came out throughout history and around the world And it also suggests that we go back and look at science fiction. I mean, everything from any adaptation of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds to the M. Night Shyamalan movie, Signs, to any other perspective on visitors. You know, at least when I sit down and I watch these things, I see them in a different light, as if they're real. And I've for a very long time now, I've looked at science fiction writers as prophets, past prophets who would scribe and have visions. uh, In modern times, at least the last couple of hundred years, are just writers of fiction. In the last couple of centuries and forthcoming and currently, they are writers of fiction. And they're putting ideas into fiction that have either all come to fruition or certainly are on their way. So, The caveat that I mentioned previously is this. If we review science fiction and you're listening to these hearings today and you're getting excited at the fact that, oh, the government's finally listening to us. Trust me, if any of this information is accurate, they're well aware of the information. A lot of us know this. But what else is on the horizon? And if it's anything like extraterrestrial invasion movies, okay, and if These stories are accurate, and it seems to be the case. These beings that are either remotely piloting these craft, and have been for a very long time, or are driving them, specifically, are capable of obliterating us. And to me, that's not an exciting idea. The part of my personality that loves science fiction gets excited, but the person in me that realizes all of the things that have been hidden from us, and some of these things obviously have been mentioned in recent times in the conspiratorial world and also is well aware that there's some strange stuff going on in the governments of the world right now and how they're treating us and how they're dividing us on purpose i'm well aware of that and so i'm cautious of this information i'm not having a party over it right now i'm observing of course i find it to be interesting but i don't know if it's a time to celebrate. It's a time to keep your eyes open. It's a time to prepare for what's coming next. Yes, we're living in extraordinary times. Within these extraordinary times, there are a lot of dangerous things happening. So there are several things uh, right out of science fiction, right out of all the films and books that we've read and watched over the years. One of which is the advent of artificial intelligence and how it's moving exponentially. I'm talking within weeks or months, AI evolves, and it's going to continue exponentially. And so what I'd be worried about is where this is going to go, and it's been predicted in those movies, everything from The Terminator to AI, that it could be a problem, and most likely will be if we don't get a handle on it. There are those who say that this quiet town holds many secrets. Legend has it that beneath this very tower, a dark force had its eyes set on the children. We were told that what was going on there was for the benefit of humanity. What would you say to the people who say, well, all these children were kidnapped and murdered and you were a part of it, what would you tell them? I did approve of it, but there was nothing I could do about it. They wanted a large number of programmed boys to be used for mind control operations. And there are others who say it's still happening to this day. I don't know, I for myself find it a little suspicious that All the evidence has been conveniently destroyed. Let's put it this way. If you're sitting there with 20 guns pointed at you, what are you going to do? Whatever the hell they want! Watch. Watch Montauk Chronicles now for free on Tubi, Plex, Roku, and available for download on Amazon and Apple TV. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine. Right now, in the world of cinema and in the world of movies and television, which is where I work, is where I create my work mostly, and I have both independent and studio projects on deck. And so there is a huge argument going on right now in a couple of unions here, and both the actors and the writers' unions are on strike. A large part of their protest is in regard to so many people being replaced by artificial intelligence, which that means extras in the background, artists, voiceovers. The current technology right now is that you can put a few lines in some of these programs, and they will write poetry. They will write a book. But I've seen some of this stuff, and in my opinion, it's not good. I don't know how well AI is going to replicate very specific nuances, ideas, and imagination. Will artificial intelligence ever be able to replace a powerful writer, someone who writes from life experience, from the heart and soul and things they've really lived and and can emote in this infinite complexity of life? Will artificial intelligence be able to replicate that? If it does and can, we're allowing it. And I have a few questions about that because I'm so curious about how this thing is moving so quickly and where did it come from? And did the inventors or the people who opened up the gate for this, did they think about what the consequences might be? I just want to talk a little bit about what's going on with me at White Phosphorus Pictures and um, also with Off to the Witch. You know, these off weeks, this newsletter is something new and I think I might continue this format one way or another in a Patreon. I'm going to be opening up a Patreon. Um, My steady listeners are welcome to come in. Everything's going to be ad-free and uh, probably for the cost of less than a cup of coffee a month, you'll have access to behind the scenes of all of my forthcoming TV shows, uh, my documentary projects, my movies, and um, special edition episodes like this will all carry over to the Patreon and, of course, our regular episodes in full with no commercials. And I think that's the best way I can offer this format and this show to you. And um, I'll be very generous with it, too. I mean, I'm going to put as much as I can in it. So it will start with all 60 plus episodes completely commercial free. Um, I'll probably continue with live streams and monthly chats and special edition things. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I'm pretty locked down to a schedule right now. I'm in post-production on the very first show slash documentary, uh, that I've made since my TV series, Strange World. For those of you that don't know, here's a little bit about me. I've been an independent filmmaker for a very long time and, um, Eventually, that led to, after I made a motion picture documentary called Montauk Chronicles, I released it in 2015, that led to my very first uh, television special uh, called The Dark Files for the History Channel. And I produced and directed parts of that and also hosted it. And so, you know, as things evolve, I ended up with my own TV series called Strange World. And that... Originally played on the Travel Channel, then was on Discovery Plus, and now is now owned by another network. And you know they have the rights to it. I was I was paid for my idea and my work on the show. But you can see the show right now if you haven't. All eight episodes. Uh, if you go to the YouTube channel Strange World, just search that or my last name. It should come up, and they're all on there currently. So, and eventually they'll show up on some streaming network or whatever. But then if you want to see Montauk Chronicles, um, you can check it out anywhere around the world, whether it be on Tubi, Apple Plus, Plex, Roku, or Amazon. And of course, you can watch it on Tubi or Plex for free, and that's a worldwide distribution. So check all that stuff out if you haven't, because I do work outside of this realm, and um, so. Right now, and the reason for this newsletter on the off weeks instead of a regular episode, is that I am busy completing the very first uh, chapter in my new series, my new investigative series. It's how I originally pitched my series Strange World to Discovery and Travel Channel. I'm in full control over it, and honestly, it's the best thing I've ever made, and I'm so excited to release it. I'm on a rigorous post-production schedule, and it requires a lot of time. And I'm condensing a usual schedule into a shorter period of time. Also, I have a a book coming out. And it's called South Texas Blues. And it's a really unique perspective on the making of the 1974 motion picture, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, I had heard stories a long time ago what happened on that set and it blew my mind, you know, because as a as a filmmaker for life myself, I thought after hearing some of these tales, and it was on various, you know, scattered interviews with different cast and crew members here and there over the years, and a documentary that came out in the very early 90s, that I, you know, it came as a revelation that I saw a movie in my head about what was happening on that set. And as Toby Hooper, the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, at that time, he wasn't this famous horror movie maker. He was a struggling 30-year-old documentary filmmaker who had just made one kind of weird little art film and, and truly wasn't recognized by Hollywood at that time. So he goes forward and he makes this movie in the summer of 1973. And the sweltering heat, Texas heat, with a kind of a ragtag group of either college film students and other people they could find. And it turns out, because that movie's insane, it's intense, it's horrifying, and it's fantastic, and it it does have a sense of humor as well. And so I believe that was an echo of everything that was happening behind the scenes. And at one point, it hit such a fever pitch that it is absolute chaos on that set. And so I wrote a script about it. And it's narrated by my version of Toby Hooper, what I feel like was truly going on in his heart, after doing a ton of research for it, of course. And um, I'm offering it as literature. So on August 18th, I'll be releasing South Texas Blues as a paperback. The greatest thing about this is it's been a 20-year journey for me. And um, it's finally coming to fruition. And it's in serious talks right now with a network and a fantastic production company and we're going to be turning it into a limited series for TV. Uh, that's a dream come true. I'm well aware of how things go in this process. I've made a few TV shows, and... um I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it evolving and 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 coming to television finally. And I really feel good about the people I'm collaborating with. However, I wanted to release it in its purest form, and it does work as literature, in my opinion, in this case. And uh, so it has a forward, and I explain a little bit about my journey and how long it took. You know, it's not the very first time South Texas Blues was published. Um, the first time was in 2012 in Fangoria magazine. Parts of my script were published as a comic strip. And I was very grateful for that. Chris Alexander was the publisher at the time, and he really believed in me and the project itself. So it's been quite an odyssey getting this thing to a place where it could be made. And um, I never wanted to shortchange it. So here we are with all these projects happening, and I'll keep you posted on uh, where it goes next and uh, what I'm doing with it. I'm also on top of that in the process of uh, making new episodes of this new series. I have two shot right now, one that's in post production, another one that's in pre-production, and so my series will go on, but it'll go on as specials. Things I'm interested in and I'd like to be in full control over that. I've had several network offers over the last couple of years and um you know the most attractive thing to me as a movie maker and a producer is to be in full control over the narrative, is to be in full control over what I want to say at the end of the day. And as grateful as I am for any network project that I've worked on or am about to work on, there are just some projects that are sacred to me and are more important than just having that badge to, you know, affiliate with a network. So the very first episode of the new series is called A Haunting We Will Go, and I originally pitched a show that offered no false cliffhangers. All of these paranormal shows, there are constant, just before every commercial break, there is a constant cliffhanger. And they never pay off. Nothing ever happens at the end, especially when it comes to the paranormal, especially when it comes to something so extraordinary uh, that they name their shows like Finding Bigfoot, Hunting UFOs, but never, ever offering any real evidence. I I have no truck for that. I couldn't do it. And um, sometimes I would get notes and suggestions when we were making Strange World that almost fell into that realm. And I, I thought it was obscene. I don't think the audience is stupid. I have a lot more respect for the audience. So this new show doesn't do that at all. And I started with that promise for every episode. And also the very first episode is in the realm of ghosts and hauntings. But my inspiration is something very different. It's through personal experience. It's through conversations with great people who've experienced things. And, um, you know, innocently for a haunting, we will go specifically. I started with, you know, the, the desire to create the ultimate Halloween special. And of course it evolved from there. So I can't wait to release this thing Um, it really means the world to me. So I'm, I'm working on it meticulously and I'm really putting a lot of myself into it. And the people involved were a joy to work with. So we're busy to get this thing out for the Halloween season. So recent news is literally an anthology of paranormal, true crime, all of the things that everybody flocks to these podcasts for. I mean, these are major headlines, conspiracies, and so many things that I cover here on Off to the Witch. And um, you know, we're we're living in a bit of a bizarro world, and that's something I acknowledge quite a bit on this show. And because of this, I I don't feel that the format of the interview is enough for me. And so in the Patreon, I'll be offering a chance for us all to speak, to have fireside chats about these things. Because I'm really curious as to what you all think. And um, when you get a chance, if you're interested at all, you can follow me anywhere on social media between Facebook and Instagram. Search Garitan07, G-A-R-E-T-A-N-O-7. And um, you can always shoot me a message and say hello. But I think the best possible scenario If um, you ever want to get in some kind of chat where you have questions for me or there's a topic you actually want to discuss with me, it's going to be on that Patreon, and I'll have specials every month where we have an opportunity to talk. I am grateful that you tuned into this newsletter, and next week we return with a brand new episode of Off to the Witch, and I have to get back to work, so I'll see you next time.